and welcome to the People Purpose Podcast, the show that explores all the ins and outs of the challenges and opportunities HR, people managers, and all people face at work every day. My name is Julie Devlin. I'm here with my co-host. Chaz Fields. Julie, great to be here. Good to see your smiling face. Oh, Chaz, thank you so much. (laughs) Chaz, uh, what made you smile today? We're going to start off the show like we do every time. That's right. So, Julie, what I found so funny today is as we were prepping, you told me that you had to stand and we're the same height and I'm sitting (laughs) down. (laughs) And we all know that you're short, but then when you said, I was like, are you sitting? And you're like, no, I'm actually standing. Yeah, I am standing. But you know know what? (laughs) You know what? Um, you say we all know. I don't know that the audience knows that I'm That's short. I, I, I'm not that short. I'm five three. You know, in my basketball program, I was five four. Uh, back, <laughs> yeah. in, back in high school, we're in your elevated basketball shoes. I, yeah, I ab- love it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, oh, but I, I think it's funny. Like our team here at UKG, it's uh, our, our our boss Teresa and I are both shorter, and then mm-hmm. you know you're tall, and then Chris, <laughs> the executive director of the Workforce Institute, he's tall. So. The, right. picture, the pictures are funny uh, to, to look at sometimes. But Chris and I are great. always on the outside. We're always yeah. on the outside. So. Yeah, but it's great because if we're if we're together and I need something off a high shelf, I always have people to turn to. So yeah, that's, that's really, well, yeah, you know, so. that's what's important in life. Julie, what I, made you smile? I, I know. <laughs> um, probably this conversation, to be honest. <laughs> it is early um, for you. It is early yeah, for you. It is you. a little bit early for me. Um, when we're recording this, but you know, uh, I, it's, we've had really nice weather here in Maryland. Um, so I've been, I've been happy about that. I've been able to get out on the golf course and try and work on my game, which is a constant work in progress. So, oh, man, so funny. Julie, that's a great segue. Again, you're getting <laughs> so much better. We're going to talk a little bit about work today. So awesome. <laughs> as Julie mentioned, we are going to start with the business stat of the day. Uh, here's the deal, Julie. Most executives, uh, the percentage is 68, believe that people should be in the office at least three days a week to maintain a distinctive company culture once the pandemic is no longer a concern. Here's here's kind of the kicker, Julie. Moreover, 65% believe the office is very important to increasing employee productivity, while over half also consider the office very important for employee collaboration, providing spaces to meet with clients and enabling the company culture. And this was done by PwC, the U.S. Remote Work Survey that they did in January of 2021. First thoughts, Julie? Oh, my first thoughts. Well, I think it's an interesting conundrum for companies because sure. we've been going for so long now in remote with remote work and in a way, company cultures have naturally had to change, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's so many We've folks. Who, yeah, we have. There's so many folks who have not been in the office and they've learned to collaborate. They've learned to socialize uh, in a virtual setting. So right. I think it's interesting. You know, we have to talk about how important is it like when you're in person to a company culture? I think about UKG and us going back to the office or uh, Chaz, you and I are remote, but we right. do have, we do have uh, thousands of employees around the, around the globe. That are um, slowly going back. Yeah. That are slowly going back. Yeah. And uh, I remember the email that we got from our execs basically saying, Hey, you know, we understand that um, the, the hybrid uh, work is the thing of the future and, and, 
you all want flexibility, but we think it's important to our company culture mm -hmm. for folks to go back to the office. And I thinking about UKG's awesome company culture, I think there's something to that. Would you agree? Yeah, it's it's so true. And, and what we've said in the past, especially in some of the talks that we've given, not to this podcast, but in some of the talks that we've given live, I think we can't be naive enough to believe that the culture is going to be exactly the same when we go back to the office, right? And, and we've mentioned it before, Julie, are you the high fiver? Are you the hugger? Are you the person that shakes hands? Maybe you don't want to do that, right? And and we're really close, you know? So if, if I go to you and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I want to come in for the hug. And you're like, oh no, I'm, I'm taking precautions. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But right. Going, go, going back to the point of, collaboration and getting work done, if you will, and, and, and creating that culture. I do think it's going to take a time, some time to get back to what we're used to when it comes to the company culture, but it also provides a major opportunity for HR to come up with new creative ideas to, to help and assist employee, assist employees in, in, in creating this, the, you know, the quote unquote, back to cliches, new world of work right. in the office, right? Right, right. I just rolled my eyes at you, by the way. <laughs> Remember, you're supposed to call me out if we start using I know, cliches again, I know. But... You, ha you have to put a dollar in the jar. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the swear jar, though. So. That's true. Uh, but that, that business side of the day, I think, leads us to a, a pretty good uh, segue into our, our topic of the day, Chaz. Would you agree? Yeah, it really it really does. So we're going to talk a little bit about today, Julie, reboarding. Okay. okay. Uh, you might have heard of reboarding. I know, Julie, you've actually given a presentation and written about this uh, in the past. And it's it's a term that that we've adopted when it comes to returning to the office post-pandemic or, you know, as people go back to work, right? So mm -hmm. um, just to level set, the definition of reboarding is it involves bringing employees back to the company when conditions have significantly changed, something we can all agree with, right? <laughs> like a pandemic, yeah. <laughs> like after, after a global pandemic disruption. I don't, yeah. I don't know if you know, but there's yeah. a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, when you reboard employees, you touch base on things that are different from what employees might have been used to. So going back to that business status, of the day, right? And, and what better time to do this than right now, right? Immediately after that disruption that we're, we've all experienced. So, what you know, Julie, what what are you going to take from this, or yeah, lead us I, I into mean, to where you're going? Yeah. So, yeah, that definition is, is it. You know, some folks you might have heard of the term reboarding. Uh, you know, maybe not, but uh, now you know. So, <laughs> as, as offices really reopen again, HR leaders, business professionals we have this awesome opportunity to really open our minds to new strategies to make sure that employees not only remain engaged and productive, but they feel safe from a physical, and this is the kicker, Chaz, the psychological perspective, right? That's right. So, That's right. So, so uh, you know, what we have to remember is the office that folks left in March of 2020 is not the office that they're coming back to, likely. Right. It, it meant, you know, it's not just the physicality of it all. It's mm -hmm. the people. There may be people that are no longer there. You know, there may be uh, there there may be offices that have moved. There may be uh, reductions in force. Even you know, I right. mean, and and these are all things that we have to consider. Mm -hmm. But I think all of this makes this concept of reboarding. We have to get it right. And mm -hmm. it's more vital really to ensure a successful return to the office to get it right. So mm -hmm. the question becomes, you know, what are some ways that we can 
make a really smooth or as smooth as possible transition back to work in a traditional office space when so many people have become accustomed to working remotely. Great question. So, yeah. So I think, I think what we'll do is we'll take, we'll take a look at maybe three or so ways to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, the reality of it is Julie, like when working with companies, if, if this experience or any negative mishaps or misinterpretation or communication of whatever the expectations the company is setting happens, if that employee was questioning leaving the organization leading up to this, you know, we, we absolutely can see that it, it, it's going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. we, we can say with a lot of confidence, right? But now what we can do is really look at the plan uh, how to how to make sure this is a great experience. So uh, the first one, right? We've got to ask employees when we return to the office environment. It's got to look different than you know when they left, right? It's right. going it, to it look does. different. Yeah, it's, it's not just the plants being dead. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, you know, so so that's what's interesting. So we have to deliberately plan, or the leadership of this has to deliberately plan a phased and comfortable return to office. And that's going to really help drive that stress level down. And going back to the reluctant employee who might still feel uneasy about returning to the office. And again, we're going back to the, to the communication word, right? It's not just saying this is the plan. It's giving action items within that plan to say, this is what you're expected to do when you arrive. This is what you're expected to do when you sit down at your office and, yeah. and so on. Yeah. Over communication here is you can't have enough of it, you know, and having a plan, I think is really vital to ensuring that reboarding starts off well. And yep. there's so many processes that leaders can really focus on when they're creating a plan. But I think among the most important is really awareness surrounding new policies and procedures. Sure. The, the layout of the office, for example, you know, uh, are there different meeting spaces or are there limits? limitations to the amount of people that can be in a meeting and what are the measures that co the company is taking to ensure safety during meetings and mm -hmm. uh, within employee interactions right so i think these are all things that that companies have to look at it's not as simple as as flipping a switch and yeah. saying hey okay uh you know great to see everybody again you know yeah. i mean it's just not that simple all all of us have changed. All of us. Yeah. For the office environment too, you think about it. One of the best things, uh, whoever came up with this idea was giving uh, an email to a conference room or meeting spaces so you can reserve it. And then based on the policy, if it's six people spaced out across a certain amount of distance or whatever that looks like, I think it's brilliant, right? Because you you can easily audit and check mm -hmm. those things when it's, when it's multiple people in a room. You say, okay, well, five people got the invite, five people accepted, at least five people will be there, yeah. you know, and, and then that will help even our safety officers, right? Inside yeah, the building. Yeah, but, but think about something, Chaz, like mm -hmm. even that's a change. So, and it could yeah. cause frustration with employees. Sure. So let's say I have eight people that need to be in a meeting, but the company policy is only six are allowed to be in a meeting. How do you choose the two people that are left out? Or how do we, how do we get around? <laughs> them in. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I know, but I mean, it, it really, it just changes the dynamics. The dynamics sure. are different. So I think what's super important is that companies explain the whys behind these decisions. That's right. Why can we only have six people? You know, why mm -hmm. if you have a seventh, can't that person come and hang out in the meeting as well? You know, right. I think, and I think uh, HR people and managers, they need to expect some pushback from these things. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think there's a genuineness too. We have to we have to trust or at, at least believe that the company does have the best interest of the employees in mind and give them the benefit of the doubt. Again, we got to remind ourselves like this is something that no one has had to do in our lifetime. So there definitely needs to be some some grace and and mercy as things continue yeah. to change. Yeah, so. and hopefully we never have to do it again. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I I think so. You know, we talk about actually having a plan for returning to the office. But, you know, once we have that plan, I think what's important now is to make sure that we execute on that plan. So having the plan is step one. And then step two is ensuring that the plan that you hopefully work so hard to create is executed and carried out. So doing so is going to really have positive benefits for the organization, including helping to create trust uh, with the stakeholders and also, we have to remember how important trust is. You remember the study that we referenced um, that the Workforce Institute did? Um, I think that was our first episode. Uh, yeah. they, oh, way back in the first. Yeah. Um, but I think you know we have to also look at how can we be sure that the plan is executed as intended? Mm. So it goes back to that communication word, right? right. Um, we have to make sure that our co- company communication is up to the challenge of executing a good reboarding plan. and. Mm-hmm. You have to ask yourself some questions. You know, are there several ways to uh, communicate important messages to employees? And how do you know if those messages have been received? I think looking at metrics attached to communication is something that would serve companies well Mm -hmm. um, and really help to ensure success. So. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. There's a couple of different ways to do that too. And, and one of the things when it comes to planning, going back to before we execute is always having that plan B, but being prepared to execute plan B. I, I, I preach it for lack of a better term in, in my change management discussions because we think we've planned out so well plan A, but we don't always assume that plan B is going to be executed. Yeah. So so having both, right? Having both plans um being backed up and ready to be executed is is you know the the way that I would do it personally. So is a, is a plan C necessary ever? I mean, I guess you know you think about environments that have a lot of different moving parts, like a manufacturing or a services and distribution. You know where you have to shut down one line and and move to another, whatever that looks like. Uh, yeah, I, I do. Maybe a plan C for for the quote unquote fallout of of A and B, right? So um, we also think about it too as we're going to execute. We can use tech to really train our employees mm-hmm. continuously. And it's no shock, right? We we get to choose our tech options for our people and our payroll processes. And we can also use it for reboarding, right? We have to be intentional and thoughtful, thoughtful, excuse me, about the, the HR tech suite that puts people first in a very easy to use platform. And that way employees know they have the tools that they need for a successful reboarding and beyond. So a, a prime example for me uh, is when the storms hit here in Texas and we had mm-hmm. the freeze and the snow, it was insane, Julie, it was crazy. <laughs> but you know, getting a text message from my company to say, hey, are you okay? Do you need assistance? If so, reply back here, right? That's immediate. And knowing that if we are going to reboard or go back to the office or what those expectations are, everyone carries their phone with them. It's quick, it's easy, it even comes to my watch. I can see it right there, right? So (laughs) we're driving this employee positive life work journey in a simple and effective way. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, again, we harp on the importance of technology, but it's not just technology, it's the right technology. And All right. Um, again, you know, I'll go back to that, that metrics thing. I, I think making sure that you have a way to know if your messages are getting through. Sure. And not only that, um, you know, we talk about training employees through tech. Having a way for compliance purposes to show, yes, I did train this person on whatever new policy and procedure, and that way and they signed it, off on it, and, and they, they signed, signed off, off on it, it yeah. and it's saved, and it's in the cloud, and it's safe, and you always have a way to go back and say, well, no, actually, you did learn this, you know. Mm -hmm. So, say for discipline purposes or something like that, it, you know, unfortunately, uh, sometimes that happens, right? So, right. I think, um, I, I think. The, the tech, the, the 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 usefulness of it when it comes to reboarding employees after this pandemic can't be overlooked. Yeah. And Julie, the reality of it is there are states that require the sign off from employees on new policies, procedures, handbooks, right? Those, I mean, those are state mandated and regulated things that, that are simple and easy when you go to your phone, sign off and, and show that it's read, right? So um, the last piece of this too, just so you all know, is after reboarding has been planned and executed, this is where training, you know, a training program that's fueled not only by tech, but by a good program can really help ensure long-term success, right? We, we really, really need to have those touch points, right? Uh, as we've talked, you know, one-on-ones or group meetings. We, you know, when I was in construction, we called them tailgate meetings, right? What we really have to focus on here, going back to that business stat of the day, is we've got to unlearn some of that learned behavior. Absolutely. Right? Like we have to unlearn some of that learned behavior and and recognize, hey, this is the way we used to do it. And and I'll be guilty of this too, right? I do I go when I go to the airport, it's not until I'm ready to walk through that door that I'm like, oh man, I forgot. Like I have to put my mask on, you know. Right, right. Because I'm just so used to just walking in, going, you know, walking straight to the flight and being done. But those are those are things that um, for years, I never had to do. And and it's going to be the same, right? The other one is wearing pajamas to work. <laughs> Julie, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If only, I, if only, can we, can we normalize that, please? Right. That's, <laughs> and that's a huge trend right now. It's, it's why oh, yeah. are we getting dressed up for business in, in the office? And, and, and it's, you know, something that people are going to have to address. So uh, keep address, in mind. Address, address. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe at some point we'll do a podcast on dress code work. <laughs> no, really? Be, Why not? I know, I know that it would be awesome, but we got to eliminate this ambiguity, right? And and which new rules need to be followed, which rules stay consistent, and then which rules, you know, have have changed and identifying those for employees and making it simple. So, that being said, Julie, uh let's talk about it. Today, we found our purpose in what? Whew, okay, let's see. First, I think we found our purpose in really recognizing that we need to reboard our employees. We can't just bring them back haphazardly, but and it, it, we need a plan. We need a plan to do so. And I think that it's important that that plan is is laid out um, in, uh, in, in, in terms that are spelled out easily for folks. Right. Right, right. Easily consumable. Yeah. Uh, today, we also found our purpose in successful reboarding is going to work to bring employees who've been away for some time back to company values, back to company goals, and back to the company mission. You know, they're going to feel cared for by company leadership who took the time to ensure a smooth and happy 
experience and transition back to work. And the last one, Jules? Yeah, the last one is I think we need to recognize that this is good reboarding is a win for both the company and employees alike. That's right. There's only positive things that can positive outcomes that can come out of a good reboarding program. Even so, if you have to execute plan B, there's B, still or a lot plan of C. Yes. Or plan C. Yeah, yeah. And also giving yourself some grace and recognizing that, yeah, there may need to be changes made along the way. Right? That's right. That's yeah. it. That's exactly right. Well, cool. Thanks, Jules. A few reminders before we leave. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe, use the hashtag PeoplePurposePod on social media sites like Twitter and LinkedIn. Also, be sure to check out the latest blogs and research from the Workforce Institute at UKG by visiting workforceinstitute.org. Julie, that wraps us up. Have a great day, y'all. Cheers. Bye, everybody. Hello.